0: The Missional Life Podcast inspiring kingdom-minded believers around the world to live the mission of God in their lives. All right, welcome back to Mission Life Podcast. Today we have Perry LaHaye on the show. Perry LaHaye is an award-winning musician, missions advocate for the Muslim world, and host of the nationally syndicated radio show Cast Yourself In. Perry, welcome to the show.
1: Welcome.
2: Great to be with you guys. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, thank you. Glad to have you.
0: Perry, for the listener who's really not familiar with with you and your music and kind of just what you do, can you kind of help us start that off? Describe yourself, Perry.
2: Yeah, well, you know, music has always been a heartbeat of mine, like with you. Mm -hmm. And my songs are all about, you know, God's grace because I've experienced it in profound ways in my life. And I've, you know, and when you experience God's grace, you just, you have this, you know, obsession really with sharing God's grace with others. And so I write songs that are about the, you know, limitless grace of God and also God's heart for the world, God's heart for our neighbors, God's heart for the nation's, And so those are the kinds of songs that I write. And so I'm able to to do that in partnership with a ministry called Frontiers with Love and Respect, inviting all Muslim peoples to follow Jesus. And I'm an advocate for those who haven't heard the gospel. So, you know, my songs are, are deep. I like to go deep in the scripture and I just love to go deep with, being authentic and honest, you know, like, like you read in the Psalms, the Psalms were originally songs and those guys just poured out their hearts to God. And, and that's, that's where I like to go with, with the music. And then as far as style, it's sort of an acoustic roots, rock Americana vibe. And, you know, that kind of fits with being born and raised in the Midwest and a little town. I'm a, I'm a small town boy. You know, and um, so that roots rock Americana sound just really sort of naturally comes out of my heart.
0: We're from a pretty rural area ourselves, and uh, to small town, so we we definitely know the feel of that. So yeah, you know, you bring up an interesting point about grace, and uh, you know, you don't always hear, um, you don't always hear artists or guests share about grace and so just want to hear more about that you know just um what what does grace mean to you and how did you first encounter grace because you know we we hear all about walking in relationship with jesus we walk about you know we hear about christianity and you know doing good and things like that but not everybody has a revelation of grace and really when we get a revelation of grace it really propels you it's you know it's, it's you have no other choice, but to really share it. And so could you sh- yeah. share with us a little bit more about your, your experience and understanding of grace?
2: Yeah. Well, it's the difference between the gospel and religion, mm. uh, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the gospel is, is what Christ has has done for us. And religion is about, you know, it's all on me. I got to try to figure this out. I got to be good enough. I got to try harder. And so you know, God poured his grace out on me when I was when I was young, when I was 10 years old. It was the first time I experienced God's presence was on, on a playground, and I was talking with a sixth grader. I was in fifth grade, and his name was Lenny, and he had just given his life over to Jesus. And, and we were talking just at the end of recess, and he said he created this beautiful bridge He said, "I hope, Perry. I hope that someday you can become saved," and that was such a beautiful invitation because I had asked Jesus to come into my life, but I had never, you know, publicly said anything about it. I just wasn't sure about where where I would go, you know, in eternity. But in that moment when He created that bridge, "I hope you can become saved," I said, "I am a Christian, and I really meant it from my heart." And by this time, there were a bunch of guys gathered around, a bunch of boys, you know, what's going on here? You know, kids my age talking about Jesus. And But when I said I am a Christian, the Holy Spirit just flooded my heart with assurance that I was his. And I just knew it. And so moved on into my teenage years, just really struggled. I didn't grow. I, I didn't get discipled. My parents discipled me, but it was more just, you know, watching them. And I picked up some awesome things from them. But, you know, we're in this battle as believers between the flesh, between our sinful nature, and between the spirit. And, and thank the Lord we had the spirit. But I'll tell you what, I lost every battle with temptation as a teenager. Just never passed one single test, I don't think. And I had a lot of shame built up in my heart. So, you know, Jesus was there walking with with me through it, but just a lot of shame from all my sins and failures. And I was playing hoops one evening at the rec center in Sheboygan, Michigan, Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: went up for a rebound, came down on my ankle and just just destroyed my ankle. I was in so much pain. and, And I asked my friends to carry me home because I couldn't walk. And they carried me home, laid me on the couch. And I asked my mom to pray for me. And in an instant, Jesus just took away, immediately took away the pain in my ankle. And I knew that I had experienced a miracle, but what just blew me away, what surprised me was that jesus would do that for me he knew everything about me he knew every dark secret about my life and yet he would heal me and in that moment he was saying you know perry i love you as you are and i want you to follow me and so that's really the gospel when i was at my worst jesus found me and that experience just changed my heart and it changed the trajectory of my life. Now, my life didn't change immediately, but it began to progressively change, and it was because of knowing that God loved me as I am, not as I should be. Nothing else has ever changed my life except that, that just free, unconditional, radical, furious grace of God
1: That's such a powerful statement, too. Like, nothing else can change our lives like that. That is, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And what an incredible story that, you know, your testimony of your mom praying and your ankle, just, you know, that feeling of warmth, the healing. And it's not like you had to meet criteria. There weren't boxes you had to check. It was just all completely by God's grace and unconditional love. So that is amazing that is who our father is Hmm.
0: yeah absolutely and i i just kind of think about the scripture that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance you know it's really like that wooing effect that he has on our hearts that you know it's that's really what draws people in you know people we all know kind of in our inner nature that we we're not good enough that we all know like intrinsically god's kind of put that inside of our hearts you know Mm -hmm. And it's that goodness, it's that kindness that really brings us out. And I love how, you know, the scripture also says that like he confirms his word through miracles, right? And it's just neat that how he confirmed just his love for you and confirmed who you are to him um, just by, by really just blessing you with that, with that miracle that day. And just kind of, again, it kind of set a foundation for you to trust and to believe him for, for bigger things. So, wow, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I never get tired of telling that story. Mm. Just like, you know, Paul. Excuse me. Paul, you know, Paul never got tired of telling his story. And I I love the book of Acts. You know, you read about Paul's conversion and he just he can't get over that Jesus knocked him down and, you know, set him on a brand new course. And my experience certainly wasn't anything like Paul, but I certainly can relate to. Getting knocked down you know jesus coming at me and crashing into me and and just putting my life on a, on a brand new path and i i i just love sharing the story i'd never get over it and i've had a chance to to uh reconnect with my buddy lenny that led me to jesus all those years ago and that's been a really cool thing uh, a way of coming full circle just just in the past year Just being able to thank him and his life has been really hard and, but he's back with Jesus and, you know, for him to see that even though his life went off course for a long time, he had such an impact on me and, you know, he, he shares in everything that God has done through me. So that's, that's a cool part of the story as well.
0: It's amazing. You said you love to kind of tell the story. And one of the ways you tell the story is one of the major ways you tell the story of, of Jesus is through your music. And so tell us about so kind of the newest project that you have, your kind of latest album hymn and tell us how that kind of came about and, and just some of the, the inspiration behind that.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I'm a singer songwriter. And yet I felt like God wanted me to, to do a, a hymns album, which it just didn't feel comfortable for me. And I think there was, honestly, some pride in there. I'm a singer songwriter, and I don't, I don't want to write worship songs. So I had to, I had to get rid of that pride. I had to repent of that pride. And then once I did that, I just started thinking about how could I reimagine, you know, some of the hymns. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hymns are tricky. You can't really mess. You shouldn't really mess with the melodies too much. But sometimes you have to. And so, I tried to stick to the melodies as much as possible and tried to do it in kind of a Andrew Peterson way the way he does his his songs his style and everything and but with my you know passion not only for grace but also for being on mission with God I I tried to take you know really familiar hymns and also make them songs about being on mission with the Lord so you know amazing grace I reimagine that and it's called amazing grace in parentheses send me and so the you know the I guess the chorus now or the bridge is is just all about you know God I surrender to you you know and you've done all this for me you poured out this amazing grace on me and now Lord here I am send me so that was really I don't know just it felt very gratifying to be able to take such an incredible song that's blessed the whole world many times over and and turn it into a bit of a mission song as well because again we're singing about these incredible truths of grace and we we kind of get just caught up in that and and forget that it's for the whole world and that's what that's what I've tried to do through the songs on him is just tra- take these incredible gospel truths And then in parts of the song, turn us outward that, yeah, I'm going to soak this in, but then God send me out.
0: I really like that. I think worship in a lot of ways should be fresh. And I'm, I'm a musician myself. I've, I've actually arranged uh, Amazing Grace as a, on an instrumental piano album. And, and so you're right. You know, you can take the, the, you can take that, that theme you can take that that song and you can only mess with it so much um right. but but when you do it's when the listener says hmm you know i, I know this but i don't know this and so it, it almost causes you know them to listen a little bit more closely because it's 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 strangely familiar but new all at the same at the same
2: time yeah yeah and and he, what what i'm trying to do myself is i want to respect the the original song and I want to respect the original artist and if I could somehow by God's spirit add to the song in the way that that person would have added to it if they would have
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know I that's that's my mindset you know I don't know that that it's really worked that way but that's what I try to go for how would this artist how can I be faithful to this original writer John Newton for example or you know be thou my vision i did a reimagined version of that and that that goes back to you know just over a thousand years how could i how could i take that and build on something that that artist originally did and be true to that and i if i think if there's some way we can hit that it's going to resonate so
0: yeah I can do it a little bit differently cuz you have uh, I assume other musicians uh playing along with you. I'm a solo piano player. Okay. So when I play uh when I play Amazing Grace or some song, I can I have a structure in my mind of how I'm playing it, but then some of it is just really subject to the spirit. And what I and what I um I'm kind of sensing with you is you desire to like you said honor the the original person but you really want it to be a fresh revelation a fresh worship experience for yourself yeah. and for for the mm-hmm. listener and i think that's what worship is it's really you know it's it's worshiping god in a fresh way right now here and now for the things that happen you know the things that he's put in our lives right now and that might be different in you know, next time you sing the song, there might be uh, a new experience of maybe a new ex- new healing, some some other kind of provision, something like that, and you are giving new worship for that. So I love how you're you're taking something, but you're you're allowing the flexibility and allowing the spirit to to take it and change it. So let me kind of spin this around. So you're kind of sharing how right. um, how you know you presented the music. I'm a new listener. I've never heard your music. I'm picking up your album. What would you hope? me as a new listener would catch from your album from your music
2: yeah just the to be struck by the the awesomeness of god's grace you know paul i love the prayers of paul and he says i pray that you would have the power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of christ Mm -hmm. and to know this love experience experientially so that you'll be filled up with god you know filled up to overflowing with god so yeah just to comprehend just the incomprehensible (laughs) which is god's love and then you know I, i think of paul's words in in romans 15 he says um it's always been my ambition to preach the gospel where christ was not known so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. And so I, I also hope that that the listener just feels God so loved the world beating in their chest, in the sense that, yes, God so loves me, but God so loves the world, and that... You know, in Revelation 7, 9, we see John has a vision of, of the end of the story, which is the beginning of the real story. <laughs> but he sees, you know, every tribe, nation, tongue, people, language, kindred, family, you know, worshiping the lamb. And this is where the story is headed. And And so to be caught up in this for, you know, my music to help people just, just a little bit be caught caught up in this big story of uh, the immense love of Christ for us. And yet, uh, you know, his plan that has been from eternity past to, to redeem a people from every tribe and tongue and that we're headed toward that great day when we will be worshiping the lamb forever. And, you know, when that starts, you know, C.S. Lewis says, something like you know that when, when we get to the new heavens and the new earth it's it's the the beginning of the real story which no one on earth can tell and in which every chapter is better than the one before yeah so just to see the love of god the passion of god the furious love of god maybe to get some glimpses of the big story of god because the bible is a big story so that's a big ask for a listener to get out of my music. So I would say you'd probably have to listen to it quite a few times. <laughs> that's, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And I just, you know, when I was looking at your music um, before having this amazing opportunity to talk with you, um, one of my favorite songs is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, Yeah. And I saw that you did an arrangement of it and I just... The lyrics that struck me was how long until you come again, bring evil's final end and how, how long till heaven comes to stay and all nations shout your praise. I just, that, like what you were just talking about, that picture in Revelation, is just Mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful. So I just encourage listeners, take a look at this music, check it out. It will bless you.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it's a, it's a huge story that God has been writing and, you know, we're just little, little, I'm a little player in it, but important. We're important. You know, you're important. I'm important. And we're, we're building a temple and the temple is God's people and, and God's people from every tribe and tongue. So yeah, it's, uh, grace is amazing. It's surprising. And we're being caught up in the flow. Hopefully, even right now. Amen.
0: You know, the mission of life is—you know—we we believe it's the mission. We all have the same mission, really, is to share Jesus with the world, to know Jesus, and share Him with the world. And um, but that's expressed in different ways. And so, with you, kind of sharing it through music. And um, but but what I'm hearing, kind of into the undertones, and is um, just you have this—you have a revelation of well obviously grace but you have a you have a compelling to share that grace with the world and so i know the muslim world is really on your heart um and you have a you work with the ministry to really share this gospel of grace into the muslim world tell us how you do that
2: yeah so i work with frontiers i'm in partnership with frontiers with love and respect inviting all muslim peoples to follow jesus and so frontiers has messengers of Jesus in I don't know, 40 plus Muslim majority countries. Mm. And my part, my big, my little part in the, in the great commission is to, you know, just to cast the vision that there are so many Muslims, most Muslims have still not yet heard the gospel. And so I want to cast that vision through everything I'm involved in radio, music, you know, podcasting and such. But the real heroes are the people who decide to sell everything and go and live in a Muslim village, a Muslim town, a Muslim city. And just, they learn the language, they learn the culture, they move into the neighborhood, they build friendships, and they invite their Muslim neighbors to study the Bible with them. And they invite Muslims to discover jesus you know in the muslim world jesus is a highly revered prophet in fact in the in their holy book the quran jesus is mentioned you know over 90 times and it's all very positive so there's actually some bridges that can be built through their holy book but inviting muslims to gather in homes and to study the word together and through the holy spirit to to be awakened to a relationship with god through jesus and so frontiers messengers of jesus are doing that all over the world there are so many great mission communities that are that are reaching out to muslims frontiers is is one of them and you know we're just we're seeing god move in a way that that we have never seen before in history. Not, I'm not just talking frontiers, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, since the year 2000, more Muslims have come to faith in Jesus than in the previous 1400 years of Islam. Amazing. Yeah. And the fastest growing church we're told, some will, will say is in Iran. Mm-hmm. And so this is a place where the Holy Spirit is, is being poured out. And uh, you know, we hear so much bad news about Iran terms of their government but the lord is just moving there in in incredible ways and in other parts of the muslim world one of the things that god is doing is book of acts kinds of things you know muslims having dreams of jesus having visions of jesus you know being healed by jesus and these are ways that god breaks through i have a friend named tessa and she was born and raised Muslim, sort of just culturally Muslim. So not all Muslims are extremists. Most Muslims are not extremists, but there are a minority that create a lot of destruction in the world. But but Tessa comes from more of a culturally Muslim family and she moved from the Middle East, she moved to the UK Nobody ever shared the gospel with her in the UK. She moved to America, and nobody shared the gospel with her in America. And she went through a devastating relationship loss when she was 25. She was hopeless. She didn't know where to turn. She didn't know who to turn to, and she had a dream of Jesus. And Jesus, she was by the Sea of Galilee in the dream, by the Sea of Galilee and Jesus was walking toward her. And the first thing she thought was, that's really Jesus? He, he's not very good looking. Because, you know, of course, in the movies, Jesus is always really, really good looking. You know, blue eyes. and
1: With
0: amazing hair, too, right?
2: Right. Amazing <laughs> hair, all that stuff. And, and she was disappointed. But then when Jesus got close enough and she looked in his eyes, mm. she saw eternity. She saw eternity in his eyes. She saw eternal love. And she saw the eternal power that created the universe. And Jesus said, follow me. And she decided to follow him in her dream. Now, when she woke up, she, she says she still wasn't a believer. But the Lord used that dream to break, she says, a stronghold in her life. To, to being open to the gospel. And I think this is one of the reasons Jesus is showing up in the Muslim world in in such biblical ways, mm-hmm. is there are, there are massive barriers that keep Muslims from even considering Jesus, because they're taught from a very young age that, you know, that the New Testament is corrupted, and that Jesus is, you know, a great prophet, but he's not the Son of God, and And, you know, God would never let a prophet die, you know, and so they don't believe he died on a cross. There's just, there's a misunderstanding. At any rate, um, it broke a stronghold in Tessa's heart, and then she began meeting all kinds of believers who led her to know the Lord. And so I've been, I have been gathering stories probably for the last, I don't know, almost 15 years of of these kinds of encounters that Muslims have had. And the ones I love sharing the most are the ones that I have heard firsthand, you know, from a Muslim who's come to faith through something dramatic Jesus did, because, you know, I'm an eyewitness when I hear this from this person's mouth, that, you know, like Aaron, I talked with this guy named Aaron and he said, I went, I went into the mosque and I had a vision of Jesus and Jesus said, you need to get up and get out of this mosque because all of these people in this mosque are going to hell. And that's what Jesus told him. And so he found, found the Lord and now he's rescuing the perishing across the Middle East. So these are, these are special stories. They're like, Acts twenty nine stories, you know. Mm-hmm. There's 20 chapters in Acts, but the Lord is still working. You know, the book of Acts is still being written, and I mm-hmm. feel honored mm-hmm. to to be able to steward these stories yeah. and steward them really well. I hope to, you know, someday write some kind of a book that that puts down these stories and 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 just, I don't know builds our faith that with God, all things are possible. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. the We had a, the pleasure of interviewing somebody who's called the, the Billy Graham of, uh, of Iran. And so he broadcasts oh, wow. weekly into, uh, into Iran and just hearing how people um, are coming to Christ there. And um, just recently we were in Athens, Greece, and we're going to be actually living there. Um working with Muslim refugees and we were just there and and we took some food to a refugee camp and, and we gave them some food and, and they kind of sat there and like, you're not just going to give us food. Right. Right. You want, we want to hear about, like we want to hear about your God. And because mm-hmm. for so long, you kind of almost picture like this, these like walls of Jericho around the Middle East, like they've it's kept people in. And now that like those walls have come down and some of the kind of the Arab spring and people moving out and, and trying to get, start new lives in America or Europe somewhere. And they're moving out and they're hungry. They know they're the God, but they, and they also know that it's not Allah. They also know um, mm-hmm. because they've experienced that. And so right. um in many ways the people that are helping them are the people that they were told would hate them the christians and so um and you know the bible tells us that they will know your christians by your love and so when they when christians are loving them it just causes them to want to know more kind of like what you said she saw eternal love in his eyes and so one of the stories we've you know heard and we've kind of come to encounter is somebody they would come on rafts these refugees and uh families at in nighttime and one of the, the families was shouting in the middle of the night and one of their sons had fallen off the raft mm. and and they couldn't find him and he was in the water and mm. they just were crying out god if you're real help please help us because they couldn't find him and all of a sudden he showed back up in the raft mm. and this they said what happened and he said there was this man in white walking on water and he po- reached mm-hmm. down pulled me out of the water yeah. put me in the raft there it and is they got to, they got to the shore and there was a missionary there and he said god told him to go make a fire and bring breakfast and so they did and and uh and uh these he started telling them the story of jesus walking on water and they said wow tell us about mm-hmm. this man who walks on the water he just pulled our son out of the water so like these kinds of things are yep. you know are stories that i don't want to say that like they're they're everywhere but there's just god is working and moving and, and so it's god's heart to reconcile the the world to himself, and so we are indeed ministers of reconciliation, and that's what we are. You know, we're supposed to take that grace, we're supposed to carry that good news into the world, and so wow, it's just amazing. Um, and Frontiers is an amazing ministry that that's doing that, and and it's a, and so I understand. Do you speak on behalf of them uh, when you do concerts, or how? What have you been overseas with them? How does that work?
2: Yeah, I I'm I'm an advocate, so you know, much like artists will represent this ministry or that ministry you know that's that's what it looks like for me is when i do worship leading you know even when i i do a radio show often i'll have different you know jesus messengers from frontiers or even other ministries on to talk about what god is doing and and just try to 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 cast the vision that there are muslims who you know, are like you and me, they have hearts that beat and they have families and they want to hope in a future. And for the most part, they have been kept from the gospel. And the, the only way that we're going to reach them is, is to go to where they're at, which, which is a, which is a tremendous sacrifice, but many are making the decision to do that. So I just sort of get to sound a horn that there is you know a massive block of people who are still waiting for the gospel you know many muslims are coming to faith but most muslims have still not yet met a believer in jesus and so you know there are just places in the world where there are no messengers of jesus like in southern iraq you know there there's there's nothing going on there i have a i have a a mentor, a friend who's, who's just got it in his heart to, to get messengers of Jesus into Southern Iraq. And, you know, those are, those are places where people are waiting and Southern Iraq is an example of, you know, a place where there is no gospel witness, not just a, no frontiers worker, but no workers at all. So this is, you know, what I'm doing right now. Just sharing this vision is is what I try to do with any platform that I have, and that could be over a cup of coffee, you know, but whatever platform I have, uh, just to light that fire that is already in us, that fire of God's love, and it's it's a uh, it's a fire that breaks out it's the it's the kingdom of god it's the it's the new life the powerful purifying new life of the lord that that's in us and that breaks out of us and that just keeps reaching and searching and looking and doing whatever it takes like like the father showed us the father gave up his one and only son and he he gave him up and the son was willing to come and dive into my mess and find me. And so this is the story that moves us, you know, now, now we've been rescued and, and there's a world in chaos and we're to bring the kingdom into the chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, the spirit of God in us is just moving us toward the mess. And sometimes I don't want to go into the mess, but uh i i'm you know compelled by by christ's love but i have uh, the other part of your question is that you know my part mostly is mobilizing and casting vision but i have gone to uh, some muslim countries a couple of muslim countries and have had a chance to you know to see the work going on and to to interact with muslims and uh, just get a taste of it myself and it's 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 really hard work it's really hard to live in a muslim city in the sense of everything that you need to give up but it's also a great gift because the people that i talk with who live in those cities you know muslims become their family and their friends they're very hospitable and very welcoming and yeah the governments really don't want any jesus people there but you know the people are very welcoming and, and are very hungry. And so, you know, Jesus words are still true. The harvest is huge and the workers are few and I'm going to just keep uh, ringing that bell. Wow.
0: I love listeners. What he said there that we, he, he has a voice and, you know, we all have a voice mm-hmm. and we all are supposed to share that. Um, We're supposed to speak up and, and, you know, I love how you're doing that through, your your music platform through music i love how you're kind of advocating for frontiers and i love how you're also using your voice on kind of national uh national radio as well and so um i know we don't have a lot of time we want to be honoring of your time today but could you tell tell us a little bit more about how listeners can connect with your show and hear a little bit more from you on a kind of a, a more regular basis
2: yeah well let's see i do uh I do a podcast. Mm. It's it's a short feature. It's actually a 1 minute feature and it just it tells stories that uh, that of how Jesus is working in the Muslim world. So you just go to your favorite podcasting platform and search cast yourself in and you'll find just a there's a bunch of 1 minute stories up now. I put I put out two new stories every week. And so that's one way to to connect with me to hear about what the Lord's doing in the Muslim world. You know, my music is on all the streaming platforms and I just came out with a song just released about three weeks ago. It's called crashed into grace. And it's, it's, it's my own story of just how I was, I was running hard, going my own way. God, you're not the boss of me kind of attitude you know, deep in my heart. That wasn't my, you know, that that wasn't my conscious thought, but that's really what I was doing. God, I'm going my own way. I can do this. I'm going to figure this out. And, you know, Jesus just came, came right head on straight into me and broke me into pieces and put me together. And so that happened when I was 18. And so finally, I've always wanted to, to capture that, experience in a song and and then the idea of a crash came to mind at one point and so this is this feels really i don't know a sense of okay you did one of the things you were supposed to do in your life is write this song that expresses this this story of Jesus crashing into you and transforming your life and actually commissioning i believe that in that crash with Jesus was a commissioning to uh To share his grace, you know, uh, and uh, I guess he put a bit of his DNA and me for the nations in that experience too, Uh, you know, in our, our stories, you know, when, whatever our story looks like we've experienced the risen Jesus. And we can just draw from that to, to be compelled to, to share it with others. Awesome.
0: And the name of the show one more time is
2: the show's cast yourself in cast yourself in and yep. and
0: the, and the the name of your new song
2: crashed into grace crashed into grace
0: we've yep. listened we've listened to it it sounds amazing and Thank um, you. i th- it sounds really quick here uh it sounds like you did you did you happen to have some family members or did you have somebody uh help you with that song or i that a, one of your other albums
2: yeah with the with the hymns reimagine yeah. album I did my my adult kids Kaylee and Taylor they helped oh. do some some writing with me and yeah both lyrical and lyrics and music so that was that was really cool and you know with the song with crashed into grace I, my my daughter Kaylee Kaylee Joy you can hear her music as well but she she's just uh she's just amazing singer songwriter worship leader and so with question to grace i definitely gave her the demo and said you know pick this apart for me will you and and let me know if you have any thoughts and so there, there were definitely some things that that she heard that i didn't hear that are in that song so very, love- very yeah amazing to have your kids be involved
0: well what i think too here is i think it's really amazing that um, you know, we we're supposed to share the gospel and with, with the nations, but our most important missions field is right at home. It's really yeah. the discipling our, of our children. Yeah. And I love how you've kind of taken something. I think you mentioned that, you know, as you were a child that you didn't really feel like you were really discipled per se, yeah. but I love how you've discipled you've kind of, you've kind of filled that gap and now you're discipling your children. You've invited them into this ministry, you know, this mission uh, that is on your, on your family. Uh, And so I think that's just, that's, that's what it's all about listeners is really, you know, using what we have and transferring it to others, but more, more importantly, you know, discipling at home, because if we we can't, if we can't get it right at home and it's, you know, we've, we've, we've got to get it right there first. And I, I love how you're doing that.
2: Yeah. And we have to let our kids disciple us. Yeah. Which is to say, you know, as as my kids came into college and then into their 20s now, you know, they started sharing. Well, first of all, they trusted us enough to be honest with us. So I think that I'm grateful that we build built bridges of trust. But we had blind spots, my bride, Teresa and me and my mm-hmm. kids have been willing to be honest with us about our blind spots, which really hurts, you know. But they've really helped us grow deeper in our faith now that they're, you know, in their 20s and, and they're very self-aware and they're very much pursuing Jesus. And and they have been working through things that they missed from us because we're not perfect. You know, there's only one perfect father. And so, right. Yeah. You, you disciple your kids and then it comes right back at you.
0: <laughs> we we have a daughter who's eight and a son who's three. So, and, and we're already yeah. learning, we're already, uh, I wouldn't say disciple, but we're, you know, they're, they're teaching us many things and, and, yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's amazing, you know, how God speaks to us, uh, through our children and, and, yeah. um, and that's just how the kingdom works. You know, we all are his children and, you know, we can learn from each other, you know, and yeah. uh, that's, that's amazing. So, Perry, uh, what an honor to have you on the show today. Um, listeners we will have those links for, uh, for, per- for Perry in the show notes. And uh, Perry, we just, wow, what an honor to have you. And mm. um, man, I'm blessed today. Uh, I'm encouraged from oh, cool. just your stories and just kind of your heart and your revelation of grace. And so we just speak blessing on everything you put your hand to and just expect, expect to see increasing fruit uh, mm. on all the things that you are doing in your ministry.
2: Yeah. Thank you. And and right back at you, as they say.
0: Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Perry.